On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we break down all the trades the Green Bay Packers made and then look ahead to the Detroit Lions. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Protected, flipping to the corner of the end zone for Dobbs, who turns around, did he bring it in? Yes! What a catch by Romeo Dobbs for the touchdown! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey there, Ryan. Yo, yo. That was the Packer Trade Special. We'll catch everybody next week as we uh, talk about another embarrassing loss for the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. I I understand. I understand. I understand. Uh, we've we've been going through some firsts for a lot of Packer fans, specifically anybody that has really tried to follow the Packers for like the last three to five years. They've experienced some things that they go, what 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 are we doing here? Why are we losing games? Why are we doing this? What? It is well established that outside of maybe like three big trades in the last two decades, the Packers sit put on trade deadline day. But did you guys honestly this morning wake up going, we will get somebody? Did you feel confident we would get somebody from somebody? 100%. 100%. Uh, I was waiting all day just for who it was. <laughs> I was waiting to be disappointed and it to be like, I don't know, name, name, a, name a third string receiver. But I thought they would at least pick up someone just because we have so much injury problem at the position right now we only had what three or four wide receivers active for the whole entire game after watson went down i mean that is not a winning formula in where we're playing behind almost every game right now you say 100 percent. i put it at like 60 percent and i was looking for like uh we traded for a third string running back that we think has potential a couple years from now he's really gonna we like the way his development uh trajects for us even the Calvin Ridley trade, you feel like, hey, that's a creative solution we could have came up with where we can be pissed off today but have something to look forward to next year about it, assuming we still have a good quarterback next year. Uh, for nothing to happen, nothing. I mean, it's so Packer. It's just perfect. And this yeah, and this is my thing. Like, Because they didn't make a move, if they continue to lose and don't figure it out this season – I, I truly think someone's head has to roll. Like, I don't know who. I don't Fire Goot today. I, I don't care that he's in on every conversation. Fire that guy today. There was a good thread on Twitter about the Chiefs' ability, organizational structure, right? Andy Reid has a say in these calls. So when they go get someone, he's already built them into the offensive game plan, the defensive game plan. He knows exactly how he wants to use someone. The Packers grab a guy because the scouts like him, and then the coaches are like, okay, how am I going to use this guy? Goot can't even get guys, he can't even get guys, period. But then you look at the mistakes, the bad draft picks, the bad free agent signings in the last two years, 24 months, uh, and Goot's on the chopping block in my mind. 
it's weird because I already know he's going to step up to the podium and they're going to go, well, we heard you were in on Claypool. Well, we didn't want to give up a second rounder, but we had the best offer outside the Bears, which great. Congratulations for having the second best offer to the Steelers. And then they're going to bring up Cooks and he'll say, you know what? We just couldn't get his $18 million guaranteed to take the da, da, da. But you, you know, similar to Josh's point, you could and should have used this day as a spark and a, a, a olive branch of we tried to do something. This failed because of money. This failed because of the asking price. Da, da, da. But we, we, we knew we had to get something done, and we got something done. I don't care who it was or what value they bring to the team as long as it is a body and a sign that we did something. We freaking went out and did something. And the part that hurts is I'm sure he's been a part of a ton of conversations. But we were not willing to say, yes, let's make this move, even though we were willing to do it for Watson. We were willing to do it for Jordan Love. We're talking about known quantities. When you make a, a draft or a, a deadline trade, you know what you're getting. It's not a, well, we hope. It, you are, for the most part, knowing what you're getting. And there, the one rumor that started to fly around around like noon, 1 o'clock that I was getting like giddy at was Broncos were in sale mode. Jerry Judy was on the chopping block. And even if you gave him the Broncos a little too much, it's a rookie contract. So guess what? That takes care of the money problem. He's a guy that should be able to continually build. Like, I understand he's not your number one. He's your number two, three receiver again. But him plus Dobbs plus Watson, you can feel good about saying we did something and we're growing younger. Like, this is a week we can build. It's just, it's insane to me that we're doing this again, again, again. You know what's sad is uh, in the current form of the Packer depth chart, Jerry Judy does look like a wide receiver number one for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> He's pretty close. He's yeah. pretty close. And he would yeah. create separation. We know that much. Yeah, that, you bring up, I think, a, a point that I wanted to get at here and ask you guys a question is put yourself in the position of Matt LaFleur because Gutekunst next scheduled press conference is not until the end of the season how convenient uh matt lafleur has to go in front of the team either tonight or tomorrow morning before the heavy practice day and rile the guys up and how do you do that after today you didn't sell you're not in sell mode your your record says you're still in this thing but the front office just said me not i have no idea i mean even rogers on the Pat show, you know, he he even was like, Oh, I hope we hear something while we're on this show because I'm really thinking that we're gonna do something. And then they didn't do anything. So now you've let down, you know, the one leader that we really have on this team, because really no one else is stepping up leader wise. That's I'll get to that later. JR's trying what's going to be going on in this next game. But there is no leader on this team, and now you just pissed off a guy that you finally got back on your side, and here we go again. It's going to be a meltdown. Rodgers isn't going to be happy. Nobody's going to be happy. There was someone, I think, I don't know if it was Crabtree or Schneidman, someone uh, tweeted out today the a family guy bit of Peter Griffin walking with a shotgun to like the boyfriend's house being like, I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. <laughs> That's Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting, though, is 
as scripted as our Packers are on deadline day, I think LaFleur is in that same mode when it comes to press conferences. He's going to stand behind Joe Barry, just like he stood behind a certain special teams coach for an entire freaking year, even though that ship had sunk early in the season. I I think I think he, he's in an, in a tough position because he's a humble guy that understands the hand that feeds him. And so as much as we'd love for him to come out of this press conference fired up being like, let's get going – he, it's going to be business as usual from the front office through his defensive coordinator into his actual players. I, I, I can already like write the script that he is going to state. And it's just unfortunate because I didn't want to give up everything for a cause that we're not even 100% sure this team can be a playoff team. Uh, but it comes back to you got to do something. The The Vikings did something like people. The Bears did something. Everybody did something. And even in the Lions, they got their fair shake of draft picks back. Like they're they're going to do it. Plus, they got a stud Alabama receiver that's going to hopefully come off the IR soon. Like this is everybody in the North looked at who they were and said, "This is what we need to change." And the Packers looked at who they were and goes, "And now, you know what's scary? You know what's the scariest part about this whole thing? You're telling me." that OBJ's price hasn't skyrocketed because he knows, yo, if you want me to come to Green Bay, this is what I'm going to need because you have he ain't coming zero to Green other Bay. options. He ain't coming to Green Bay. OBJ is joining the most Super Bowl-ready <laughs> team that has some money to give him, and it ain't Green Bay. He may be Probably a Viking. Be the Chiefs. No, he'll be, be a Chief. The Chiefs. Watch it. The Chiefs are just going to have seven wide receivers by the Super Bowl. I mean, he could very well be a Viking if they're standing there, you know, nine and two all of a sudden with an NFC North that has no resistance. Um, I don't know. But Beckham's just a rental player at this point, right? Like, unless he's demanding a two-year contract, which I have read some stuff about that. But he's gotten to a point in his career where he's just like, I'll just be a rental for people half a season at a time and just pick my team each year. And we've shown we're not Super Bowl ready and we're not one receiver away from Super Bowl ready. So. And, and if you're looking at long-term horizon of the Green Bay Packers, not doing anything is probably good. Like, don't sell the farm. We're probably not a Super Bowl team this year. But as a fan of the Green Bay Packers, the rest of this season is going to be rocky. I don't think it's going to be that fun to watch. Like, it, where, it doesn't get much better. It, yeah. Do we want to talk about what we did right here against the Bills? Well, that's the thing is – Again, you could use that Bills loss. I know that at this point in the season, especially when you lost four in a row, there's no real such thing as a good loss, but you could have spun it that way of we got more first downs, we had more plays, more possession, more yards, more turnovers. Like we, turnovers, we yeah. on paper, on paper, we won, <laughs> we won that game. If you would have told if you would have said Josh Allen threw two interceptions that Aaron Jones went for 143 yards. Like there is so many things that you could obviously pick out and say, what the F? And I, I, I think that's the part that hurts is they could have used this game as a springboard to say, all right, first half of the season sucked. Here's our play, new player A and B. We're going to, we're going to go face the Detroit lions that have always been a tough hassle for us, but maybe we can get a win and kind of catapult and make some plays. And, you know, 
Maybe yeah. we steal a game from them. Maybe we steal a game. I, man, I just I worry that we have we have officially crossed that line. We have officially made the line in the sand that this is what we're going to need to do, and we didn't do it. And even though I, I will give us some credit, we did look better. We finally gave the ball to Aaron Jones and looked we ran the ball. And you know, thirty run point two yards and average carry like that is what he's been doing all year he's averaging six yards a carry he is our offense just give him the ball um but once again you can see we don't know how to finish i mean even with aaron jones you know we needed one yard to to really get back into the game at that one point fourth and one we go for it we come up short um, we don't know how to finish. We don't know when our backs are against the wall and nothing's working. Who do we go to? And Samari yes, Torre, Aaron Jones helped. Well, and even that some that that throw right there, he was open like 15 yards before. Like he was standing in the end zone waiting for the ball. Like I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers is not seeing the guys oh, when they stop. are open. Torre's not his first read. I'm getting into this later. That Get off I am the... over Rodgers and his decision making this year. It, yes, his his talent is still there. He still he still can throw the ball. He's still you're looking the wrong it, misdirected he's not anger. Doing it, he's not misdirected anger. It. Hey, sixty three percent completion rate. Look at his wide receivers. Look at his throws. No, Rodgers is still a top three quarterback in the NFL. I don't care what you say. His wide receivers are hurt, 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 and a backup, and a rookie, and a rookie, and a guy that should be cut. Uh, they finally ran the ball 30 times, right? Okay, this is our offense. It really feels like Wisconsin Badger offense. Run, 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 build off of that, make them get seven, eight guys in the box. Uh, but let's go back to just coaching malfeasance, right? Hey, you got a top-paid cornerback in the NFL. There's a top-paid wide receiver going against him. You're going to be on him, right? No. We're going to have Jair on Gabe Davis all day long and just let Diggs do whatever he wants against Russell Douglas, which, hey, we think highly of Russell Douglas, but wh- why? And then, hey, Darnell Savage and Eric Stokes just aren't going to tackle. So, hey, well, they took Stokes out. They're like, we're going to bench him, right? All right, cool. Let's go see Keyshawn Nixon, who, Josh, you were right, maybe MVP. He played a nice little game. But then the very next drive, Stokes is back in. Savage never sat. I want to see Ruby Ford at this point. Like, Savage is just a disaster on the field right now. Uh, the coaching is killing us. And we were never in this game. I don't care what the stats say. I don't care that we won the box score. There's plenty of examples of winning a box score while getting your ass handed to you. And that's exactly what this game was. But you look at those narrow losses against teams like the Commanders and coaching mistakes turn those into W's and we'd be sitting here at five and three instead of three and five. Yeah. And who was it? One of you said, you know, the Packers fall in, are falling into the trap of playing how the defenses want them to play. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, we are doing what they, they wanted us to give it to Aaron Jones up the middle. They wanted us to take it outside. They knew that we couldn't execute when it came time in the red zone. I mean, like, or even if we would make it to the red zone. <laughs> so it, it's just, it's the same old, same old, and, and we're not recognizing our own mistakes. And you were 100% right. Coaching is w- way more to blame than Aaron Rodgers, but he's still not playing good. But Joe Barry, I don't understand. And the fact that he actually locked him on to Gabe Davis. So he literally followed him either side that he was on was just another slap in the face. Like, 
put your best corner on their wide receiver who you know causes trouble even against the best. So hey, breaking news, breaking news. Goody did something today. You ready for this? Uh oh. We released Kobe Jones and Patrick Taylor. What the heck? So so Tyler Goods, let's get the call up now. Patrick Taylor has been active. Well, I know for sure. I know that they had to bring back Highland Hill or else he was done for the year. So I'm guessing that was the Patrick Taylors. They switched him out with Hill. Um, but they'll both yeah. be back. Don't I, worry, they'll be back in a couple of weeks. Probably. I, I thought. I thought that. Um, It's like the good with the bad. Spit it out, Ryan. You know? Spit it out. Yeah, it's like the good or bad because we talked about last episode the defense's inability in that second half to just get stops when we need stops. Like it just felt like the Jets had a third and whatever. Oh, they they got it again. Like it just. But you look at this defense in the second half. Yes, they gave up a field goal on on Buffalo's opening drive of the second half, but interception, interception, punt. Like they they gave this offense an opportunity and what did we do with it? Couldn't get a fourth and one. Rogers the first play throws an interception and we get a touchdown and a missed field goal. And in there uh, is also the fact that Tunyon got called for an offensive pass interference, which I still I don't understand how what is he supposed to do different in terms of getting open. But this woulda coulda shoulda been a one score game. We should have been driving for a, a tying touchdown late. It's just. They they played better than I thought in a hostile territory, and especially when it started off where Buffalo was just running wild on them. I, I, I think we all kind of took the second half off because it just felt like we're not getting back in. And we, we got back in, and it's just it's frustrating because I wish this Buffalo game would have happened week five because then it really would have been a, hey, we can go toe-to-toe with – Arguably the best team in NFL. Let's see what we can do against the Giants and Commanders. Unfortunately, you're, you're a lot rosier on this game than I am. I think we got our asses handed to us and the Bills let up at the end. And then we covered the spread. I mean, he he's right. We had it in the second half, We but we couldn't finish. I mean, we, yeah. we had two chances and we couldn't finish. We You know, obviously the Tunyon call was a backbreaker that – that would have changed things drastically. Um, and then the fourth and one miss. But like. I call it a backdoor cover. Other than cover. that. You it guys are still saying it was, a close was game. the Bills. A backdoor cover. We, we had a touchdown late in the fourth that covered it. That was it. I mean, there was opportunities that we could have. We could have taken care of it. I, I, I That's don't the definition think, of a backdoor cover. No, no. But. Cover the spread it, late in the fourth. It's one thing that we, if we were completely out of it, I. I really do think the second half, if a few plays go differently, there's an opportunity for the Packers to steal this game. Rogers, that's, every, that's every NFL game. Yeah, yeah. Rodgers Rogers said it best. He goes, they, we have to get an early lead or at least can compete for the lead at the beginning of the game because they're, they're just not giving themselves a chance. And if especially if they want to play Tennessee Titan football, which they're trying to right now, mm-hmm. You have to start this run game and score a touchdown on your first drive every time. Like, it, there's no if, and, or buts. You might not score again until the third, but you have to score on your first or second drive to stay in the game, especially when you're playing with, you know, the Buffalo Bills or Kansas City Chiefs or whoever has, you know, gun, gun power out the wazoo. So, I mean, if they're going to want to switch to the running game, they have to commit to it at the beginning of the game. 
were you guys anything like me uh, watching the chippiness of this game? I wanted to get mad at the Bills for just being shit talkers while they're up 14 and everything. But it, I kind of like the Bills. Like if if I had to pick a second team, it's like I kind of respect the Bills. I like their fan base. I like what they mm-hmm. built. The Packers deserve it. The Packers when, deserve to be slapped in the face like they did. All that chippiness. I was like, if it's going to happen from someone, at least it's the Bills. It's not like the Patriots or the the Vikings doing it to us. Anyone other than Diggs. I hate Diggs, but you know, that's just because Viking ties, but yeah, the Vikings absolutely love Josh Allen. Absolutely love everybody on their defense. Yeah. If someone's got to kick our ass, let it be the bills. At at least it was the bills. I did love the fact that I texted and said, at least I like the Packers getting scrappy and wanting to start a fight, showing some emotions within five minutes. Quay Walker. I still think that was a little bogus too. No, yeah, all the things that you players get away you just with. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. It's, it's one dumb, thing if the the guy one. on the side, yeah, the guy on Buffalo was like grabbing him to do something. The guy was trying to help him up. Like it wasn't. Uh, it's just. Oh no! Yeah, it was absolutely right. ridiculous. So, but. So where do we go from here? Lazard might still be hurt. Jenkins came up hurt. Bakhtiari's in and out. Uh, Watson's got a concussion. Flip to the defensive side. The quote from about Devondre Campbell doesn't sound promising. He might not be playing. Luckily, the Lions traded away Hawkinson, but, you know, A, we don't know how LaFleur approaches the team tomorrow and tries to put some pep in their step, but where do we go from here? I I don't think we're going anywhere. I think we have seen who we are. I mean, this is our true colors. Even when Aaron Jones runs 143 yards um, and looks like a freak out on the field, he he still didn't score a touchdown. Uh, he, we could do nothing consistent in the passing game. They, they're not using Tunyon enough. Um, I, I don't think that there's a fix this year. I really don't. And, and when I texted you guys, do we win another game this year? I am not joking because there is zero life in this, this team that you can see it in the defensive effort. Yes. They're playing decent. I mean, it feels like Ja is trying to carry the defense by himself. Ja and Gary right now. It feels like they're trying to do everything. They're playing great, but everyone else is not helping. And with the effort and the tackling, specifically the tackling, we had 16 missed tackles in this game versus 16, including Preston Smith with three, Rasul Douglas with two. I mean, there there were a and who knows how many Savage had? You know, Probably all 16. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that is an awful stat to have when you were trying to be a top 10 defense, you know, let alone they, they said they were the best. So until mm. they fix these simple mistakes, penalties again, six, I think it was eight, eight penalties for like 70 yards. Like this stuff has to stop. This is bad football, bad or and good teams do not play bad football. I'm a little nervous, and I've brought up multiple times about just how this schedule has laid out, because I don't like the fact of going to Detroit right now. When's the last time we whooped the shit out of the Lions in Detroit? (laughs) So you look at this Detroit team that has given up the most points in the National Football League, the most points. They've given up 225 points, but... I look at Jamal facing his old team. He always plays well. Guess what? The guy has eight touchdowns already this year. I look at this offense and go, oh, my God. 
we just leave the Bills, and now we have to go to a place that, for some reason, it sucks the life out of us. And Josh has mentioned we have no life. So what is this? A what do we do? How does this work? But I, I'm I'm very nervous. I really am nervous about this this game. I, I'm not as off the ledge as Josh. I still think that we we find a way to get to get our wins, but it is going How many? to it's going to be tough. Well, Go on record. How many wins? Here. Let me. This, I mean, this is the week to win. I, I think they come out and win this thing. The Lions just fired their defensive backs coach, Aubrey Pleasant. Uh, you know, that's how bad they are. And they just traded away their tight end, admitting, like, we're just going to keep building for the future. Jameson Williams isn't showing up this week to destroy Eric Stokes. So you got to win this game. You got to run the ball 30 times again. What I would like to see is just feature the hell out of Romeo Dobbs. He's making catches when you force him the ball. Uh, just start working on developing him, right? You build him up for next year. Uh, so again, still run the ball 30 times. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. You know, don't target him 15 times. Uh, but I'd like to see eight targets for Dobbs, and and not just screen passes, right? Something downfield. The secondary is acceptable. You gotta try to get right here because then you got the Cowboys, you got the Titans, you got the Eagles, you got the Rams. You, you got some tough games coming up, and you gotta try to get to eight or nine wins and sneak into the playoffs. That's what we're looking at at this point. I think we can get to seven wins. I think we can get to seven wins. I don't even want seven then. Then just stay at yeah. three and have a higher draft pick. I, I think <laughs> best case scenario is eight, eight. I think best case, you know, and maybe the final game to get that ninth one, you know, if things are crazy. But like, I look at the schedule and tell me who they can beat. Like, if you if we were playing them tomorrow, like bears it wouldn't be pretty. Bears and lions. That's three more wins. Cowboys, I think, Titans, I think, Eagles, yeah. Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. Tight, yeah, but uh, so just here's the thing: everybody. Like we yeah, could, I think we it, could win some of those, but probably not. Yeah, I think I think that you're looking at a group between Titans, Rams, Dolphins. That I don't. I, there's going to be one of those games that is very, very doable, and another one we can steal. Like I, I, I don't fully trust those teams. Cowboys defense, no, thank you. At Philadelphia, Oof. Jesus. H. Uh, yeah, it's just like I think that there's I think there's a way that the Packers will still have about three games, which they absolutely should win. And probably another three games where it's just like you have it if you want it and you want to take care of best that you can. And there's going to be another three games that are going to be just try to make it out with no injuries. And let's move on to the next week. You got to win the one win the ones you got a chance at. And we got to remember Lazard will come back. Cobb will come back. Hopefully the line gets steady, right? They've they've done some adjustments there. Uh, there's probably an adjustment or two to make on defense still. Uh, and Kylan Hill's getting cleared. He could contribute. New kick returner, Amari, wow, have a seat on the bench. These, so oh many positives. You've got me so excited over here. <laughs> it, you gotta win. You gotta win Sunday. It starts there. So let's do a little projection. The Detroit Lions have won only one game this year. They're doing Detroit things where they should have a much better record, and they find ways to choke themselves out. Jamal's doing crazy stuff. Goff is doing his normal two touchdowns to an interception ratio. Uh, they no longer have their leading receiver in Hawkinson. Uh, St. Brown has injuries Josh Reynolds, does that scare you? I I don't know, but yep. I think it's going to ultimately come down to can this offense just play steady ground game, remove the clock as a factor, and can this defense just 
hold it together for under 20 points. Sure, sure. I got um, I got the Packers winning this thing because they're going to have to. It's not going <laughs> to not going to be pretty. You're not going to be rooting for either team you're during this game. It into existence. Yeah, you know, you're not going to be happy about watching this game, but you're going to have to do it because you're a Packer fan and that's our duty. Uh, you got Packers winning 24 to 14, and the MVP is going to be Quay Walker because he's going to get a chance to be MLB number one. And he's got a little vengeance from missing last week, and he's got to stop DeAndre Swift because that's going to be their their featured weapon here. So, uh, Quay Walker, let's do it. Go Pack Go. <laughs> you know, and this is my point behind Rodgers, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is my point. He has a 73% completion rate and pretty much the same stats as Rodgers this year. And you hear the national media ripping into Jared Goff saying he's an awful quarterback, yet everybody's still defending Rodgers. That is why I have the Packers losing. I, I, because Rodgers is not playing at his best, he's not bad. By any means, he's not bad, right? Not, I'm not saying he's done, but he is not playing good. And he's not playing well enough to take these players that don't know what they're doing to the next level right now. He can't do that because he's not making the right decisions. And for that, I have a loss. I have the Lions winning at home. Close one. It'll it'll be ugly and close, 27-24. I, I truly think um, Aaron Jones is going to have his way again, but it's not going to be enough. Um, and he's going to be the MVP even though we do lose. But we're going to score 24 points, and that's really exciting. You know, and I'm I'm really hopeful for the offense. <laughs> but it's offense. really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go on record with a quick statement before Ryan's pr- projection here, prediction? Uh, Josh, quarterback school 101, you learn it in like sixth-grade sixth quarterback camp where they start talking about the personality and your leadership of the team and how people are going to look at you. And when you get to high school, you might have to answer questions from the media. When the team is winning, you get too much credit. And when the team is losing, you get too much blame. You are putting way too much blame on a four-time MVP quarterback who's still playing good football. I'm not putting all the blame. I put way more blame on the coaches. Way it shouldn't more even be a coaches, segment on this. But podcast. he's not playing well, and someone needs to say it. Where do you want him to put to the ball? It. Where do you want him to put the ball when it's hitting? Not the in the ground when a wide receiver is wide open. Mm, that's not really happening. But okay, the Ryan, what do you got? To stop for too. The drops need to stop too. But. Here's what. Uh, scares me, and it's actually in uh, in tie-in with Josh's doubtfulness of this. The Lions' home games this year, they lost by three to the Eagles, in which they almost came back. They beat Washington. They lost by three to the Seahawks, and they lost by four to the Dolphins. This no, team, what are you doing to us? This team plays so much better at home, and we suck so bad in the toilet that I am worried. I am beyond worried about this game. But I am I am going to be a homer. I think we're going to win 23-20 with a final score in the last three minutes that pulls this shit out of the bag. <laughs> and I think it has to be Dobbs. I think that this yeah. is the game where they go, run wild, young man. 
run fucking wild. Jones, do your thing. Dylan, do your thing. Offensive line, please hold up. Defense, please just hold them and contain them in any way possible. And Dobbs, go freaking wild. I, I don't feel good about this. We're actually going to all be together for this game, which oh, yeah. will either be good or bad of how drunk we're, we are by about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But I, I just – they have to win. It, it's to Dan's point. If they lose this game, it's done. It's All done. Right, Goody. It's over. It it has to be a win. If they lose this game, there will be firings. I can't There's, tell you ooh, who it is. Okay. So here's so here's the question. They lose this game thirty one to twenty. Is Joe Barry done on Monday? Yes. Because no one who, else will who, who makes that call? LaFleur it's got to be LaFleur. Well, we yeah, know Murphy. we know Goots makes a lot of calls. We know Goots makes a lot of calls. So. <laughs> He's always made calls. Uh, it might not be Joe the Barry. They, they might misplace the blame, uh, but someone will get fired. It, oh. I'd, I'm pointing higher than Joe hey, Barry. We forgot mm. about one really big positive that happened. Bach, Bach played. He played brilliant. He played well. He played brilliant. He played well. I mean, that Bills there. defensive line is no joke. And he uh, held up minus one time. Yeah, the center <laughs> of our O-line, though. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I, positives. We're ending on positives. They're figuring oh, it out. Yeah, that's right. They're that's right. That's right. That's right. Bach, 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 Bach. Von Miller had to go to the other side to do damage. Bach was Bach. Yeah. Bach was Bach. Well, that right. will do it. I don't know what you make out of this. This is, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just I don't think anybody... To, I don't really think anybody should be burning their Packer jerseys. I don't think anybody should be jumping off cliffs. But, man, it's it's weird times. It's weird times. Yeah, this podcast isn't as much fun when we're not 13-3. and three. <laughs> yeah. Winning is way Ain't better. That's the truth. We already have five losses. We haven't had five <laughs> losses, including playoffs, in a season since 2019? 18, 2019, 2018. Yeah. This is going to be the worst season. But Bach played well. Yeah. And on a high note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And oh, Dobbs God. catch is was top ten. I I mean, I can't even believe he brought it in. I thought for sure he was out of bounds. So he's yeah, yeah, too positive. That's too Develop positive. Develop that man. Yeah, yeah baby. All right, everyone. Positive. Hang strong. We're gonna get a W into toilet and we're gonna come back <laughs> bigger. <now. laughs> yeah. Go pack go.